hail our fair Riverdale. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another. Oh, I fucked it up. You didn't even <laughs> say register. I don't know what I was thinking. Let me do it again. What What show do you think this is? The Riverdale <laughs> High. Hold on, I'm gonna do it again. One second. Ready? Register. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another... John, you can't laugh. I'm Sorry, gonna have I to just, do it again. I just... I already know I'm keeping it all, so... I know. I know. I know. Okay, I'm gonna do it one more time. No, no, no. Do it, do it a third time. Do it a third time. It's gonna be great. Okay. Register. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Riverdale Register. My name is Caitlin. My name is John. Flawless. First try. I know. Perfect. Excellent. I always excel. John, what are how are you? What's uh, what's going on? I'm I'm fine. I'm recording this from a mini vacation where a friend and I are trying to take ourselves away from society for two days just to write a screenplay together. And I pulled you back in. And you were like, I actually can only do Saturday and I was like, that kinda of fucked up my plan. And you I'm were like, sorry. Well, you know, I just got married and there might be a hurricane. So let's make this let's do this for me. So fun fact, guys. So I, I did get married and I'm currently in New York. I'm actually at my friend's amazing house in Bayville, New York. I guess I can say that. I mean, no one's going to find their house, right? I don't know. Anyway, um, but it's this amazing house on the water. And so I am currently staring out at like the Long Island Sound and also Connecticut past the Long Island Sound um, in my friend's room. And it's just really cool here. So nice. we're kind of like, we're like the new season of American Horror Story, which is like half of it is by the sea and half of it is by the sand. So actually, we're just like perfectly embodying that right now. And they're doing, they're doing vampires and aliens, right? Yes, like they are. it's a sequel to two different seasons. It's, you know, I don't know if it's a sequel, though I might write about that as a theory because that's a great idea. Thank you for giving it to me. I, it, it's supposed to be like, it's called double feature. And I think half of it is taking place at the ocean. Half of it is taking place in the desert. Not sure if they're connected. My theory is that because of COVID, they needed to do, get a little creative because they were probably going to shoot the first thing um, all by the water, like 10 episodes by the water in the summer. But that because of COVID, maybe their shooting schedule was like shortened or something. So they had to like pick a different like a different place to shoot because Ryan Murphy, the creator had said something about that. Like, Oh, I don't know if we're going to be able to do that story that we had planned because of the weather. And I was like, interesting. And now they're kind of dividing it weirdly, but, but, but they also have an anthology yeah. show out now. Oh yeah. It's uh, each episode is like a different story. I actually haven't watched it yet, which is pretty shocking for me. Yeah. So I mean, if yeah. not you, then who? Right, exactly. If not, if not now, then when? If not Caitlin, who's watching American Horror Stories? <laughs> but yeah, no, I'm. I actually haven't. Maybe I'll start it later. I've been a bit busy, but yeah. John, I love this episode of Riverdale. Did you this love this was, episode? You know, usually I don't like prequels, but this really, this really actually did a lot for me and kind of covered a lot or papered over a lot of holes when it came to Hiram that make him more compelling now than he was before. It only took five seasons of me of right, me being like, who right. are you? That's <laughs> like, something where what? you're like, wow, what a great episode they could have done back in season two. I know. I know. I do think that there were certain things that, like, I, I told you before you watched the episode that I liked how it filled in the plot holes that I always thought were a little sketchy about Hiram's backstory. Yeah. But now I feel like it, it makes a bit more sense. 
yeah, so I'm excited. All, it all kind of comes together better. Tell me about the title for this episode. So, guys, um, John and I are, were film. You were a film major, right? Or were you a media studies major? No, I did film. I was a film major. Okay, so John, obviously, you know about this episode title. But for those who are uninitiated, the episode title is Citizen Lodge which is obviously a direct reference to Citizen Kane, the mm-hmm. 1941 um, Orson Welles movie, which is about, uh, it's, it's about a man named, uh, you know, Kane, but he, Charles Foster Kane is his name, but it is based on William Randolph Hearst. So if anybody knows uh, the Hearst Castle, Hearst Publishing, I believe is him. Um, you know, he's like this big media mogul I, yeah Hearst Publishing I guess because he's like a newspaper guy um but yeah it's basically about this like big uh media mogul wealthy man and sort of how he got to where he is the famous thing in Citizen Kane is his dying breath he says the word rosebud and everyone's like what does rosebud mean blah 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 and it ends up just being his childhood sled you know memories of I suppose an, a more innocent time before he made all these like horrific choices and mistakes and I think in a way that this is sort of Hiram's Citizen Kane in that it seems like while he is doubling down on many of his choices, he is also sort of reflecting on how he got here and now doesn't feel like he has another path to go down. So I yeah. thought it was quite uh, compelling. It, yeah. And he's like, in a way, trying to save Reggie, although I have, a, I have some thoughts on that also. Oh, me too. I'm like, I don't think we should trust this yeah, abusive man. Yeah, I don't, I don't man. think actually helped this kid. No. Go back to your abusive father. Yeah, Talk yeah, to him yeah. like a man. Stay away from me. I can't have you I can't have you murdering me. Absolutely uh, wild. This episode was directed by James DeWill. He I don't think I've noticed this before, or I don't remember if I have, but he's a writer turned director for the show. Which mm-hmm. is pretty cool. So he wrote Killing Mr. Honey, which wound up being the unofficial or yeah the season four finale and hereditary and he directed how to get away with murder not those move that movie and that tv show but the episodes titled that with ed riverdale that's very cool i i think that makes sense that he directed or did he just write mr honey he wrote mr honey and hereditary he directed how to get away with murder and this is his second directed episode interesting interesting i was gonna say uh the mr honey one was kind of similar to this and that it was sort of like one plot from what i remember yeah but... yeah uh i'm trying i i don't really remember hereditary but i think how to get away with murder was the one like when they thought jughead was dead but also i'm not sure about that one uh this episode was written by aaron allen who also wrote lynchian tangerine and survived the night which was the season three finale where archie fought a man in a bear costume amazing I always love anything where somebody fights someone in a bear costume. (laughs) A surprisingly underserved audience. Mostly it's just Riverdale where that happens. Right, yeah. yeah. And Midsummer, vaguely. Midsummer. And uh, 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 The the Revenant. Oh, it's almost like it's a whole genre. Insane. Yeah, absolutely. Put that on your letterbox account. Right, right. (laughs) Make a list. Mm hmm. This episode, fantastic. And just you're like, right. There's only really the one plot in this episode, so I'm not going to be dividing into sections. We're just going to plow right through. Ooh, good. I'm excited for that. Yay. Uh, Jughead, Jughead narrates. I think it's interesting. Jughead doesn't, I think, physically appear in this episode. 
even as he, his own dad. Yeah, he doesn't. Yeah. Well, we'll get to that at the end, but yeah, he yeah. doesn't. He, he he's he's narrating while Hiram gets ready for the day, and Hiram, of course, gets ready for the day with uh, intense uh, uh, workouts. Uh, and Jackhead talks about a bunch of crime lords in history and how they all think of themselves as heroes, and, oh, they all have origin stories, and we don't know Hiram's origin story, which is essentially him just coming to this episode being like, this will be the Hiram origin story episode. Yeah, I uh, don't have anything to say about that. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I thought I was going to make a comment, and then I realized I don't need to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sorry. Uh, and then there's Reggie, and they ask, why is he drawn to Hiram? And we see Reggie's dad for the first time since, I don't I want to say season three. Yeah. Um, last time we met Reggie's dad was, he didn't come to graduation. We talked about that. Right. We, it was like, he was in a couple of the episodes around the Gargoyle King because he was there in the past with the Gargoyle King. Then he was talked about a bit when it was like, he's abusive, but I don't think we saw him for those episodes. Well, we had that whole episode where it was like, oh, Reggie's dad is abusive. Mm-hmm. And it was like, it seemed like it would be a call to action or something. Yeah, but I don't think like, anyone did anything about it. Nobody did anything about it. It's right. the same thing where they gave um, Mad Dog his, like, <laughs> like opioids to play football. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, okay, like, we're going to come back to this. Yeah. We're going to come back to this plot line. And yeah. instead it was like, no, we're just going to let him deal just with that wanna, on his own. I just want to really quick go into... Here's my problem with Reggie's dad. It's that uh... <laughs> it's that the the guy they cast and the way he's approaching the part doesn't feel like a man capable of the things they say Reggie's dad has done. Well, abusers, you know, can take many shapes and sizes. I will I will say that. But I do think he is playing it a little bit more like a like a guy who's trying yeah. as opposed to a guy who is not, you know, is already kind of far gone. Right. So, I mean, people are complicated, but I don't know if I want to set it up as like, oh, he can be redeemed when he was like hitting his child. Right. But we've never seen him hit his child, too. It's just like he gets up and then Reggie goes like, oh, you're going to hit me. And like, we never. Uh, Yeah. But I mean, not that I not that I not that I need to see a man hit his child. I just I also think it's a little complicated because I mean, it's not complicated, but I think that in our minds as viewers, it's kind of the same thing when we see student uh, teacher relationships on screen because the kids often in teen dramas are played by older actors sometimes it doesn't feel I don't want to say as like creepy or whatever but sometimes it just doesn't feel as oh my god that's like a child like whatever right and I think I think it's almost unfortunately it's like the same thing here it's like you know Charles Malton is you know in his like late 20s and it's sometimes hard right, to he's imagine. He's like 30 years old. Right. He's he's like 30. And sometimes it's like, oh, right. No, that's like that's like child abuse. And also you shouldn't hit anyone adult or not. But mm. like I it's pretty unacceptable that this man kind of gets this like weird redemption at the end in my mind. Um, but I guess we'll get there. Right. So Reggie kind of his dad's like, we got this thing tonight. And he's like, yeah, yeah, whatever. I'll be there. Who cares? Uh, and we go to Hiram. Who gets a call and saying, are you sure it's him? He says he'll handle it himself. When tonight? It's all it's all only Hiram side of the conversation, which is pretty well done because, you know, on your second viewing, you're like, oh, I know exactly what they mean. But on your first viewing, it just kind of feels like any of Hiram's vague throwaway conversations. 
Right, right, exactly, yeah. It could, like, this show could have also never done anything with that. It would have been, like, classic Riverdale. Right, classic Hiram having a secret, nefarious plot that yeah. we barely pay attention to. Uh, and then Reggie enters and pays off his dad's entire debt. And Hiram's like, are you breaking up with me? Uh, was Hiram eating a bag of chips when he was... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Do you take a big bite out of a chip? Here, it has to be whatever that company when is like they, the Lay's they, like he brought the money but did he bring their subs they always eat subs together <laughs> wait wait no no I, I still need a lunch friend I need somebody to <laughs> yeah bring hold me on food. am I eating lunch alone is that what you're doing <laughs> no oh. uh, Reggie Reggie actually wants to be more involved he's got ideas big big ideas and then Hiram makes his face be like I don't want to hear any of your fucking ideas <laughs> I want to know what his ideas are, though. Yeah, I genuinely wanted to hear one of uh, Reggie's big ideas. They never established that Reggie is, like, particularly smart. People just say saying... he's dumb, but he doesn't do a lot of explicitly well, dumb things. He did that one dumb thing where he, like, robbed his dad's car dealership oh, and then yeah. got, like, blue paint on himself from the bag of money that, like, exploded or whatever. And I was like, that's... Yeah, I don't think that you should be an espionage or criminal yeah. hijinks or whatever this career path is for you. Mm. I remember you that know. time. It's like they're 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 Mr. Honey. I think fucks up his car. Yes, <laughs> but oh. but there's also no. There's also like I don't know if Mr. Honey actually did that, <laughs> one way or the other. I'm thinking <laughs> that he didn't because of right, how he's just, the it's exactly worked. he's exactly who we thought we was he he was a nice guy who talks in a creepy way. Right, exactly. He probably really did feel bad about Reggie's car getting yeah. like, destroyed. Oh, Reggie, that's terrible. <laughs> and he genuinely meant it. Yeah. I hope okay. they bring him back. So Hiram's like, I'll get you more responsibility if you get me a ghost gun. Which is, of course, a gun that no one can trace. Oh, it's that operated by ghosts? Tiny no, ghosts inside no, of the gun? Uh, <laughs> a ghost with a gun. How isn't that a movie? How isn't that a film? I don't know. We should make that. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Get the index cards out, John. You know, it's like, it's it. like they do the walk away like in a Western. It's like, draw! And the guy shoots. But because there's a ghost, <laughs> there's nothing to shoot. And the ghost just shoots. <laughs> amazing. Amazing. We already have the ending. Fantastic. So my favorite my favorite scene of the episode, the dumbest scene, is that Reggie's dad trying to neg a man into buying a car. That was like, so weird. He's like, come on, be a man. <laughs> shell out. And he's like, all right, I think we're leaving. Reggie's like, wait, wait, think about your first car and all the fun you had having a car, romanticizing a car. You're, that's going to be your, that, this is going to be that car for your son. Your son's going to get laid in the car. And then the son's like, dad, we got to get this car. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Reggie's dad's dad is like a terrible salesperson. Yeah. He's a bad salesman. And then he gets mad at Reggie for selling the car. Yeah. How could this... you? How could you embarrass me in our family business where we sell cars? <laughs> this is um some toxic energy. It's almost like maybe Reggie should walk away from his family. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's almost like Reggie should should get a new dad who actually cares about him. Oh. This is a this is a big father son episode. Oh, yeah, it's all about yeah. fathers and sons. So Reggie Reggie uh, uh, tells his dad he can't threaten him anymore. Like I said, his dad just doesn't seem very physically imposing to Reggie because Reggie's so big. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it's more about how 
it, it's like sad for Reggie because, you know, nobody, I don't want to say nobody believed him in high school when this was going on, but nobody really ever validated that he was like being hurt at home. Yeah. And so now he just Which has to weird, like go back. It's like, it's like everyone knew, but no, everyone one, knew. no one did anything about it. Yeah. So it's kind of, I honestly don't blame Reggie for being on Hiram's side in all of this. Yeah. Because he's like, oh, what the hell did you yeah, guys ever do for Hiram's me? Hiram's <laughs> the dad he never had. Oh. <laughs> he never ate chips with his real dad. <laughs> yeah, his dad, his dad hates subs. <laughs> Can you believe it? What a monster. A monster. He just doesn't eat bread. He doesn't do carbs. <laughs> I feel like Charles Melton probably doesn't Charles eat Charles Melton doesn't eat subs <laughs> a day in his life. No. No, no, no. So Reggie tells his dad that they're all paid off. And Reggie's dad gets pretty hopeful that Reggie doesn't have to work for Hiram. But Reggie wants to work for Hiram. So he kind of bails on his dad. Yeah. I mean, hey, look, I don't think he should work for Hiram, but I think he should get a different job where he's not, like, working with his abuser. Yeah. Seem, right. Seems logical to that me. Seems, that seems like the least he could ask for. Exactly. But instead, his abuser asks Hiram to let Reggie go. And Hiram tells Reggie's dad he should be proud of Reggie and also to get the hell out of his office. Which is cool, again, the second time when you realize that this is Hiram directly experiencing what his own father did to Vito before. And Hiram is, I guess, the the nicer of the two of them because he doesn't murder Reggie's dad. Right. Right. Classic. I would absolutely, I would die for Javier. Just saying. What's his name? Javier, yeah. Hiram yeah, with yeah, a mustache. Ha- right, exactly. <laughs> exactly. The, the, the greatest best. thing I've ever seen. He looks amazing, but he's just so nice. It's like a totally different person, even though it's clearly just Mark Consuelo. Oh my god, I mustache. can't wait. I cannot wait to talk about this character. I love him. We just gotta love get through him. a little bit more Reggie. Just a little bit, just though. A little, we gotta <laughs> we can have some Hiram with a mustache as a treat. As a treat. I love it. Reggie gets Reggie gets the man his gun. And Hiram tells Reggie that his dad came by and to get his dad in order, get his house in order. So Reggie goes back to his dad, insults him, talks about how he stayed through the beatings and he's not anymore, that Hiram is the real father in his life. He like breaks up with his dad uh, and how Hiram is like a bad guy, but he never laid a finger on his wife or daughter, which is a pretty impressive point to make. Yeah, yeah. But also, I mean... He did a lot of other fucked up stuff. Yeah, emotional. I mean, listen, he's he's done a lot of bad things. Yeah, the emotional manipulation I I feel like cannot be discounted, you know. And he did like almost get them killed multiple times. I'm also pretty sure he did put out a hit on Hermione once, and I do think that is just as bad. But sure, Reggie has points. Points were made. Yeah. So Reggie goes to Hiram and tells him that he has no father. Hiram thinks that reminds him of his own father. Oh, where's your dad now? Flashbacks. Mm. (laughs) Flashbacks to New York 1988, where we meet Javier, who is literally Mark Consuelos with a mustache. Uh, But he has such different energy. It's so, like, I really... It's fantastic. He is such a good actor here, because you can see it. It's when he's not saying anything. There's something in his eyes that are just, it's just softer yeah, than the way he plays Yeah, not entirely. Hiram. There's still a hard edge to him because, I mean, he looks like a Ken well, doll. <laughs> right, right. But no, it's just, it's the eyes. It's like, he's so much more easily broken than yeah. Hiram is. Like, emotionally, you can oh, tell that yeah. there's a vulnerability Mark there. Mark is excited about the character. 
I think it was it was really everything we've heard about this guy before now had the impression that he was abusive and and mean and bad. Yeah. And for the I revelation think... to be that he was an honest worker, uh wow. It does uh, it it's it, it's like exactly what I needed to like really have Hiram himself click into place. Before we get into that, the whole Javier thing, Hiram did tell us that he was abusive. I mean, not us personally, but yeah, he, he said told his Veronica dad hate him for changing his name, right? I think so. Yeah, but I thought I got the impression that it was, uh, it was like a repeated thing, and that he was like a, you know, brute and like a bad guy and everything. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering why he'd like lied about it yeah now the implication is that he lied about all of that which is so weird and i'm wondering why that is and i well i have a theory about why i think it's i think he might tell himself a lot of things to make himself feel like he's the hero of his own story yeah yes i yeah i agree Uh, i agree also young hiram is once again played by mark's real son right yeah, and the Michael Consuelos. But the thing I'm so impressed by, they do look alike. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say that they are... They sound alike. I think that's said, really important. That's what I was just going to say. I actually was wondering halfway through the episode if they were dubbing over oh, Mark's voice. I don't voice. think so. I think it sounds... No, I they're think, not. I, honestly, he did great, by the way. He uh, did excellent, yeah. I don't know what was... other acting work he's done, but like, this was a really meaty role for him. You, they couldn't have gone in knowing he would be this good at it because he's kind of a background guy in the previous uh, uh, flashback episode to the 80s. Also, yeah, big, big love for the fact that the show now knows they can always pull this out of their back pocket of like stories yeah. set in the parents' timeline with the kids playing their parents. Do you think there could ever be like a Riverdale prequel? Like, like instead of it being like a the next season is Riverdale. You, you got to stop. Forward. Why would I want that? Uh, <laughs> really, I like it. I I would love that. But well, what more do we need? We already. <laughs> I want it because no. I really just want to see Lily Reinhardt oh. in uh in like uh her big hair, her big curly hair and leather jacket vibe. You can just write episodes of Riverdale set in the past. <laughs> Why would it need well, to be a whole other show? Well, it would be the same show. It would just be a season of. You do a like, whole season. Yeah, that's too season. much. Mm. It can it's only cool. end one way. Well, unless there's like a time loop or something. Oh like yeah, we're doing the time travel season. That's different. Or, yeah, or like sliding doors, where it was like, ooh, like we're gonna go back in time. But you know, you of... wish they would do more weird dream shit, like what um, the OC did near the end. They would yes, like, go to that's alternate so... realities and stuff. That's so funny that you say that. I literally just rewatched that episode. The one where Taylor and Ryan go back in time, or not back in time, kind of, but like it's they fall into comas dream. and it's a dream, and they uh, they're in an alternate reality where Ryan never moved to the OC. I like yeah. just rewatched that episode. It's so weird. Uh, oh, okay. So we also have to talk about just the rogue businessmen that are becoming a running thing in this yeah. show. But like, yes. Very problematic. This guy, Javi, Javier is a shoe shiner. Javier and uh, and and Jaime, Jaime Luna, uh, which was Hiram's name, are shoe shiners. And this guy whose shoe they shine is like, I don't have any money, but I have this tiny thing of palladium. And let me tell you about palladium. I think there's some <laughs> under Riverdale. And I think you should spend your entire life looking for it. And, 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 and Javier is like, deal. <laughs> Bye. Sure, okay. 
So it's a little weird to me that this palladium that we just in, were introduced to is actually kind of like the origins of like every single thing that Hiram has ever it, done. Yeah, it, he's always been after the palladium. I guess it works. It, it doesn't, it's not bad. Yeah. But okay, sure. It, 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 it's it's weird that he never said it out loud for so long. And... Right, right. Mm-hmm. Was him making rum, did that have anything to do with this? No, no, like, that's just a fun side project. And what right, is all, I was, well, I mean, he needed to sell the rum at Hiram Land, and this guy, this right, guy was right. really, like, he handed them, like, a pressed penny. They're like, theme parks are the future. You should open a theme park. <laughs> I love those things. Those little, like, that, that's it. Those <laughs> and, are great. And, and Javier's like, but where would I get the land for a theme park? And he's like, you can buy a lot of land for cheap in Riverdale. If you, if you mine for the palladium. Right, you need a little bit of palladium to pay for it. There you go. That's it. Full circle. So all of the Lunas moved to Riverdale. Javier got a job at the mines, but there was an accident. Uh, obviously, they didn't pay for a mining accident. They just had Javier walk into the room with soot and, and a gash. In his <laughs> right. Uh, so the mines closed down. And so mom got a job waiting at Pops for the main cast as their parents. Uh, Jaime and Javi shine shoes outside. More businessmen are mean to them. <laughs> yeah. Where do these businessmen work? Right. What is the culture here? What is it with these guys who are like, hold on, hold on. On the way to the meeting, I got to stop at this diner and get my shoe shine. Well, it's almost like implying that there's like a big office park. Yeah. Maybe like behind the dock. Like right on the other know. side of the street. Right, right. Exactly. I. It's it's a very weird thing. Sometimes Riverdale expands to include things that I'm like, I don't think we've ever ever talked about this (laughs) being a thing yeah uh javi was diminished after after all of that Uh, but they were fixtures outside pops when jaime shines a gangster shoes and this gangster pays a lot this guy's named vito uh he tells jaime to come meet him at an italian restaurant i don't uh i'm I'm, I'm gonna take a stab at the name guccino zacaza (laughs) and javi tells jaime to stay away from him because he's a gangster. Yeah, besides, we have to get to the funniest thing, which is uh, Jaime asking Hermione, played by... Uh, 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 um, Camila Mendez. Yes. Uh, apparently he does a lot, and she says her mom forbade her from dating him because his dad shined shoes. And he's like, your mom's a maid. <laughs> yeah, is it kind of weird that he's dating his daughter? Like, I know that it's not really Hiram, but you it's know what really weird. made me happy? The fact what? that Hermione wasn't playing Hiram's mom. Oh, know? I thought, yes. That well, would have been, that would have been too much. The fact that she plays, for, uh, she plays her own mom, kind of, I don't know, I know what you mean. There was a point where I'm like, oh, this is weird that, like, right, right. Uh, 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 Mark's actual son is making out with it or kissing his fictional daughter right it's a little weird but yeah as himself yeah uh, it's fine this is it's this fine. you know it explains a lot of his very weird feelings towards his daughter <laughs> very yeah i weird. like to think uh that picture of hermione that was always over his desk he's like never explaining he's like that's not even you that's your mom <laughs> you guys looked exactly alike <laughs> do you understand okay. how weird that is for me <laughs> That would be, I think that's really weird, but that, it's a weird thing. Like, I know it's, like, not the same. It's just a weird thing. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. It's just, Icky. like, imagine being a maid and being like, yeah, but nah. 
like like I don't know the weird the weird classes in between maids and shoe shiners is hard for me to. Also, well, like that's a... more of a forties or fifties kind of attitude than an eighties. Well, I also think that shoe shiners are more of a forties or fifties. That's what I'm attitude. saying though. The whole yeah. everything about this is like, oh, it's in the eighties, but this is like a this is like a depression story. Well, I, I think it is. There is something to be said about how Hermione kind of always strived upwards. And so did Hiram, but also it came from, like, Hermione's mom. Yeah, they both both started from nothing. Mm -hmm. And she didn't want her daughter to live the life that she did, so she's like, okay, let's nip this in the bud in high school when it's not going to be so dramatic. But, you know. So Jaime goes to the restaurant and asks to work for Vito. Why? He wants respect. And they're like, I don't have respect. I got fear. And he's like, all right, well, I'll take fear. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) It doesn't... Uh, I want Sprite. Is Sierra Mist okay? Yeah, it's fine. I I think that uh, Vito is kind of setting the Italian-American community back like 30 years. See, but... I love that they were like, isn't it weird that Hiram is like an Italian mobster, but he's but he's Hispanic uh, or Mexican? <laughs> right. uh, and they were like, well, what if he is, his mentor was an Italian gangster? <laughs> and, like, sure. and like, that's where he gets it all from. I think that's a really clever way to cover that up. I also thought it was interesting that they they later do mention his ethnicity, not specifically. We don't. I yeah, don't think they don't actually... get they don't get into it with that one guy. Yeah, I mean it's definitely racist, whatever he said, but I don't think they ever make it right. It's just it's like a your kind kind of thing. Yeah, that's but I next. thought it was good. Yeah, yeah, we'll get there. Uh, a train passes, where I'm immediately thinking, it's like, oh well, that's perfect murder cover. Mm-hmm. I wonder if we'll be back here with that train later. But and, no. And Vito sends Jaime on a delivery to a skinhead who gives him some racism and a wad of cash. Gives him some racism, yeah, you Have yes. some racism. You can take that with you. There you go. You hold that forever now. Yeah. What? I gotta keep this with me forever? Forever. Yeah, I did that to you. Oh, I did feel very badly for Jaime here. I feel like I've seen that guy in something. The racist. Yeah, I mean, he might just be generic, like... He might be one of those, like, oh, he's a Canadian actor who shows up in a lot of CW shows. Right, exactly. Not that he's generic. I'm sure that he has a very specific way. But, yeah, you know, there's only so many Canadian actors. I know that because everyone on Degrassi (laughs) is on every other Canadian show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, like, also, like, Pop, Pop Tate just showed up on Legends of Tomorrow as, like, a bowling alley guy. (gasps) <gasps> he owns a bowling alley yeah does he own yeah. it amazing a bowling alley in space that's very cool that's very very cool Jaime Jaime tells Vito about the racism and Vito's like well that's just Louie he's a clown a racist clown but it's <laughs> great like, that Jaime okay. kept his cool so he gives Jaime his cut which is a lot and uh, Jaime's like oh money you can count on me boss he starts strutting his stuff at home for his dad showing off his nice shoes there, there's just nothing more embarrassing than this scene for me of him like showing off his money like yeah. knowing where like he he came from like a very a, you know working class family and then him going around to like his dad who was like injured from the mines and he's like look at my shoes and he's like <laughs> okay uh, great and he struts through school and asks her money out and unfortunately she is wooed by wealth yeah, this is not painting a great picture of her. Doesn't make her look great. No. No. He tells her she can order as much as she wants at where? Pops. There's only one place. <laughs> but they talk about how hard their parents work to provide for them. 
And then he tells her about his other job delivering for the mob. He's getting out of Riverdale. He stops me way through his story to order a milkshake with two straws. Classy move. And then she asks where he would go. And he says a penthouse in New York City. And she's exactly like, where Veronica ends up. Yes, until she ends up back in Riverdale. As you running a jewelry this, this store. Town, I tell you. Yeah, yeah. And then the, the cops come in and doomed. arrest him. Oh, I almost felt bad. It was like a good a... scene, though. It was like... It was a great kind of scene. like him just laying out everything he's into and like they actually bonded about it like i love that when the police question him hermione goes to Vito and the boys and is like you have to help him that that explains how she gets involved in the mob stuff also i thought that was actually kind of a somewhat redeeming quality because it seemed like she really was just like ooh shiny things okay yeah but i thought that was like oh you actually did kind of care about him she gave her she gave a damn and so uh, Jaime gets bailed out by Vito. They ask if he called anyone, and no, he did not. Not even his family. And Vito sits him down. He's like, listen, Jaime, I gotta tell you. You're the best boy in Riverdale. I love <laughs> Chasing it, it forever. <laughs> together together we, could, we could really have a lot of money. Maybe go into business. Maybe theme park business together. I just think you're the best boy. And no other boy in Riverdale will ever be as best as you are. <laughs> Vito tells him not Vito. to worry about his parents' expectations and to be his own man, and also to marry Hermione. He's just like, yeah, check, check, check. Let's do it. Yeah. Here, have a car. <laughs> so uh, on their second date, Jaime tells Hermione that he's planning on... He, he convinces her to go out with him because of the car, which is, again, kind of vain for her. Oh, she's a very vain person. I think, you know, I she gets some points for helping him out, but no. She definitely likes him for his money, yeah. and that's pretty much... And also the fact that he is hot. Yeah. But mostly just for his money. Yeah. So Jaime tells Hermione he's planning on changing his name. To what? Hiram Lot. Because I'm gonna have a lot. This made me just... I, I cringe. So this is the part of the episode where he just got cringy. Yeah. It, like, not the performance, but just, like, Hiram. It's so <laughs> embarrassing. <laughs> Like, like, I just, I felt like the whole thing, oh my God, when he wants to change his name and then he expects everyone to like take his new name that he changed because he wants to be like a rich guy (laughs) in high school. Like, what? And a white rich guy. Like. Oh, yeah. Well, that, yes, that's a whole other thing. But just to. Here's something to think about. Because I'm pretty sure he gave a speech before where he talks about how he came up with the last name Lodge. And that's very funny that he would that Hermione would give him the name and he would just be like, no, I thought of it. I'm a genius. No, all me. Yeah. 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 He announces his new game at class and Reggie's dad says he's still a shoe shiner. And so Hiram beats the shit out of Reggie's dad in the <laughs> and starts yeah, yelling. He's strong. He starts yelling, what's my name? They're like Hiram Lodge. He's like, don't you forget it. And I got to be honest, show. I'm upset you didn't cut back to Reggie listening to this. Going, oh, you beat the shit out of my dad. Uh, <laughs> okay, you probably uh, should have mentioned that earlier in the job. Right. I, thought, I, I thought you said you don't have a father anymore. What are you talking about? <laughs> I, I couldn't believe the... In, I felt secondhand embarrassment when he did this, though. Like, it's pretty it's, ridiculous. I, it's like that moment in... Uh, did you see Solo, a Star Wars story? I did, yeah. Where he's like... He's like, I gotta get on this space plane. They're like, all right, what's your last name? He's like, I don't have one. Like, 
well, who are your people? I'm like, no, I'm Solo. And they're like, oh, Han Solo. Oh, oh my god. Like, Amazing. The weird thing about origin stories when they're like, we'll explain to you how they got their name. Why? They're just gonna have their name. <laughs> right, people are born with names. Um, so I already, I'm, I'm a fan of the movie Speed Racer, where Speed Racer's name is Speed Racer. Wait, first name, really? First name Speed, last name Racer. It's like a Love Simon situation. His, his, his parents are Pops and Mom Racer. Those are their birth <laughs> names. That's on their driver's license? Yeah. Amazing. 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 Uh, yeah, mm, this whole thing. I feel like I remember kids in middle school who would like do this kind of thing like oh, come to school wearing this is my name now yeah can you call me yeah or like come to school wearing suits and are like i'm a big shot and you're gonna <laughs> like you're gonna know it it's like the you guy know? from uh, american vandal season two when oh yeah yes i was like i'm going to be the smartest kid at the school yep yep it's exactly that energy mm-hmm. and i cringed so hard yeah. the whole time <laughs> So uh, Javier and mom confront Hiram at home. Are you crazy? You're forsaking the family name for vanity and working for a gangster? I love that Javi, Javier is like his hard stance. He's like, you're doing crimes. Don't do crimes. It's dirty. You're doing crime. <laughs> and Hiram says he's doing Amazing. this for them. And that's why he's a crime guy. And Javier oh. calls him stupid. This will cost him everything. Everything he loves and his family. And he's very prophetic and correct. Yes. But uh, Hiram says he's glad he's not family with them anymore. Doesn't have the same last name because he's embarrassed by them. Mm. Yeah. Wow. If I were a parent, that would be brutal to get from their from your kid. I felt upset. Like, oh, oh, man, that was a gut punch because mm-hmm. he it's also kind of sad because, I mean, how much uh, Javi did all of this for him right. too Javi's, Javi's still looking for palladium for him right I, I think it's interesting also though that while Javi was I don't want to be like he was in the wrong for like doing that for like chasing down the palladium but when you think about it at the end of the day everything that kind of happened was because he wasn't satisfied mm-hmm. like because Javi wasn't satisfied Hiram wasn't satisfied and then Hiram ruined everyone's life basically so Javier goes, Javier goes to Vito and tells him to stay away from Jaime. Vito says that Jaime can make his own decisions, but Javier is not asking. There's that hard edge where you're like, mm. Javier would beat the hell out of Hiram for all of this. And mm. not, Hir- not Hiram. You don't think? I, no, I don't think he would hurt Hiram. You think he would hurt Vito? Well, he's, yeah. he says he's going to call the police. This is meant to not be as strong for man. That's the danger of casting you know, Mark Consuelos as his own father is that he's also the size of Mark Consuelos. Right. It's like, you could take that guy. <clears throat> and they ha- he has to be a not violent man who's still in the same level physical condition that Hiram is in. If you're not fighting, why are you in such good shape? Yeah, right. <laughs> well, Vito, Vito's like, I, I'll think it over. I'll be in touch about letting your son go and your threat to call the police. Yeah, he should never have done this. <laughs> And at that moment, everyone is aware that Javier is going to die. Oh, yeah. This was the stupidest thing he could do. I cannot believe Why? this guy. I'm shocked Reggie's dad is alive, to be honest, for doing the same stuff. 
I have no idea why, though. He, I understand why he did it, but I don't know why he didn't think that this is how it was going to go, unfortunately, not to be a victim blamer. <laughs> but like, <laughs> like, did you think it was going to go well? Did you think he was going to yeah. take this? Yeah. What did you think was going to happen? Exactly. Exactly. I will call the police. Oh, you'll call the police. Oh, the police oh. will solve everything. The cool. Riverdale police? Nice. Right, right. It's one guy, and he's not even sheriff yet. He's still in high school. Right, right. He's 16. <laughs> How's that going to work? Uh, Hiram tells Reggie his father was a smart man. He believed people were good and that he was wrong. And then we get Javi setting up with Pop outside Pops as one car drives by and gives him a and does a drive-by shooting right outside yeah. Pops. Yeah. Ugh. Which is so much worse. Then, I mean, it, I don't want to compare, but Fred getting shot inside Pops was like... Right. I, I mean, it was awful. This, this diner has seen some serious violence, and we haven't even it, gotten to the riots yet. It's so funny because Pop has now seen Veronica's grandfather die, and yet that's never come up. <laughs> like, ever. Like, when she bought the store, he was never like, oh, your grandfather used to shine shoes right outside until I watched, him, <laughs> right. until I watched the life <laughs> right. die out of his eyes great it just feels like a story that would have been shared at some point i don't know (laughs) we're missing that oh did i not tell you about that time that's crazy no it was nuts a lot of stuff happened at pops that like pop 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 has been right next to a lot of horrific things right right it's like okay we're just not gonna say anything cool but you know now pop died so yeah right remember remember how he died at the beginning of this season yeah Uh, Hiram identifies the body, and at the funeral we meet Epilonia. So Hermione came by for like one or two days of filming. She had some time in between catching uh, child predators. Oh my, it's so crazy she's like really doing that. Mm -hmm. Like, good for her. She's going to be on a show doing that. Oh, yeah. Which feels like difficult, um, given that it's a show and it's supposed to be about going undercover. But anyway, I'm sure she has it figured out. Yeah. uh, Epilonia apologizes for her misjudging Javier and Hiram's like, listen, I'm just glad you're not playing my mom. (laughs) Alice comments to Hermione how calm Hiram seems. And then Penelope comes in thinking he's asking for it because they all know he's a gangster. Hermione knows. Right. Yeah. She stands by. Yeah. Yeah. It's her family. Just like, just like Dominic Toretto would. I, I understand that that's a family Fast and the Furious reference, yes. but I don't know what I don't know if he's a good guy or a bad guy or what. Oh, he's the best guy. That's not helpful. That doesn't. That doesn't. <laughs> well, he cares about his family a lot. Oh, okay. Hey, but his family, who's like cars, right? His family all drives cars. Yeah. So uh, Vito enters the funeral. He wishes mom well and takes Hiram aside. He doesn't admit he did this, but he gives Hiram as much time as he needs, and when he's ready to return, they'll be waiting. And at least dad won't stand in his way anymore. Whatever you need, come see Vito. I think that's the moment Hiram decides to murder Vito. Yeah, probably. Yeah. That's probably it. Yeah. So, like, he checks in on his mom. She tells him to be done with the mob. And he promises. And he goes to the restaurant. And he murders uh, three Italians while a train passes by. Oh, yes. it is. That's why the train. Yeah. Right? You meant, yeah, it was a cool, I, cool big shot. Yeah, it was Just like cool. a lighting trick that they did. Yeah. Yeah. It was kind of an intense scene for Riverdale. Like, Yeah. It, pretty graphic for a show where a lot of this stuff happens off screen. 
Yeah, definitely. But really powerful too, as like big moment for Hiram. And again, uh, Michael kills him. Yeah, he's he. I hope actually gets a TV show if this is what he wants to do. I think that he would be great on like a Netflix teen show. I think he uh, He has the chops. Oh, I love that show. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, Hiram wipes the gun off and brings milk and brings milkshakes home covered in blood. Not the milkshakes mm. covered in blood. He's covered in blood. He brings milkshakes. <laughs> and they have to get covered in blood. And, and, Mom, yeah. and he's just like, Mom, you're having milkshake. Imagine being like, I have to stop, though, somewhere first. <laughs> yeah. I lo- and the implication is that he then goes to Pops and orders the milkshakes with the blood. Stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, sometimes you're just craving a milkshake after right, a murder. Right, right. You, you gotta have your after-murder milkshake. Right. <laughs> I feel like that should be like a milkshake like a menu item the after murder milkshake and it's got like yeah going down the sides like it's yeah Yeah, i'm not even a big milkshake person but i would drink that Mm. yeah oh sure if they if you you would love a murder themed milkshake who wouldn't most people everyone loves murder right everyone right so Vito Vito skipped town never came back Hiram took over all of his business including racist louis (laughs) pretty good origin story yeah. Uh, Hiram's getting his own shoes shined. He gets married. He becomes a father. She asks him to keep his promise. And so they move to New York City. Gotta say, the weird thing about using a lot of makeup and, and digital smoothing on on Hiram to be like, I don't know, 20s Hiram Lodge? 30s, I think that maybe? the parents... No, the parents would have to be young yeah. because... Because they're not that you- old now. Uh, well, think, think that, about it. Be- that's harder for me to buy than his son playing young version of him. Because, again, yeah. he just looks like an old guy, like a big bruiser old guy covered in makeup. Right, right, right. Well, okay, so just while we're on this topic. Also, so, more Hermione with these, like, crazy bangs. That Oh, I told you my thing about how if you want to make somebody look young on TV, a woman specifically, give her bangs. Bangs hide forehead wrinkles, yeah. which ages you. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, why the didn't thing- they give... Uh, Mark some bangs then. Right. <laughs> I think if I had that would look, that would look like Dumb and Dumber a little yeah. bit. I think that would be great. But think about how Lily Reinhardt's so um, oh my god, Alice was sixteen in that scene that we saw, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Polly, she got pregnant. Oh no, sorry, it's not Polly. She got pregnant with what's his face, Chester. What's his name? Jesus. Who's her son? Chad? Not Chad. Who? The one, the guy that's her son. Why am I spacing Hermione's on this guy? son? No, 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 no. Alice's son. Alice, Alice Cooper's son. son. Chick. Your chick. Chick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ch- Charles. 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 She was pregnant with Charles when she was 16, but then Penelope and Charles are not that far apart in age. So the fact that, like, Hermione should be still played by Veronica by Camila Mendez in order to make this timeline make any sense because it's not like she became a different person in like four years but I guess that's just like the problem that This Is Us has too where you pl- have people play different ages until it's like okay but now we're like only five years apart so what are we gonna do yeah obviously putting any exact year on anything in Riverdale is a huge mistake they moved to New York. The rest is history in that they won't tell us about all of the crimes he did in New York that got him <laughs> in prison in the first place. 
But also, wasn't he like a white collar banker That's or something? That's what I'm talking about. They will never go back to that. They won't. They won't talk about that ever right. again. He's a crime guy now. Right, right, right. He murders people. He doesn't yeah. like launder money. So, what brought him back to Riverdale? Well, he's found a vein of palladium, and he built the prison to hide his mining operation. So, everything, every single thing that he's ever done from season two has been about this. Yeah, yeah. It's always been about buying the land to build the theme park, but he needs the money right, right, right. to pay for it. Of course. <clears throat> and that vein is tapped with a low yield. His only chance is under the Blossom Mabel's growth. He's got investors breathing down his neck for that palladium to pay for his uh, his theme park. He's going to do what his father could. I think that he's so misguided in this. I think that's like the funny he's thing like, to he me. He needs to prove that he's right and his father is wrong. Or that his father is... It, it. It's almost like he's doing it in honor of his father... But also by doing yeah, it. Yeah, this was his father's like, dream. And he was disappointed by his father. But he also wants to make it come true as a way to make amends with his father. It's a very complicated right. relationship. Well, it's also like he, I think, this is my theory. I think that he feels like he knows he's done a lot of really horrible, bad things. And this is his way of of almost making it right. Like I can't bring you back Mm -hmm. because of my poor choices and I'm not going to be able to like he, I don't think he could have gone straight after, after everything that he did with, you know, murdering like three mobsters. Like, I don't think there's any coming back from that. So you might as well, you kind of did the worst thing you could possibly do. So you might as well like make money doing other bad things. Yeah. So this is his way of being like, I made my choices. I picked my lane However, I'm going to, like, give you the gift of, of like, having you achieve your dream, even if I had to go through, like, crazy bad means to do it. Mm-hmm. So, it's a sad thing, but it's also like, oh, he loves his dad. <laughs> Reggie thinks he's amazing. Right. Reggie's like, like, bravo. <laughs> what more could a man want? And Hiram's like, well, I could use a ride. Where? To murder Vito convenient they walk into he vetoes i want to say hospice care room like this guy's already dying or at least his yeah folks home like it's very much like not a not a hard kill but i guess a satisfying one yeah definitely very easy to do Hiram introduces himself and he's like you may recognize me because i look exactly like my father and he's like, <laughs> except the mustache i would never <clears throat> He says he wanted to be feared like Vito, and then he asks Vito if he's afraid of him, which is cool. Uh, and he puts mm. a pillow over his head and shoots just one time. He's efficient. That was, ooh, there's something very chilling about that to me. It was dark, but I think it was highly necessary for the episode. Yeah, 100%. I think, I think there's a version of this episode without this, and it wouldn't have felt as complete. I, there's also a version where he's like, no, you know, I've learned my lesson and I'm going to get my family back. I don't need to kill you, right. but I don't think that would be true to the character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, in the car on the way home, Hiram fires Reggie as his son. Tells Reggie how he wishes Sad. he could spend more time with his father and Reggie should go back to his abusive father. Hiram <laughs> right. is not the same. Are you kidding me? I know, I know. I, this I is swear, the part... this, is, this is like as soon as Reggie asked for more power... I'm like, I'm going to tell him to go back to his abusive dad. I'm just going to get <laughs> rid of him game. and tell him I care about him or something. Whatever. I wish I wish Archie were here. 
<laughs> but see, like, have you been listening to me this whole time, Hiram? Like, my dad is, it's, he beats yeah, me. Yeah, no, no, no. Like, not, and my it's mom. It's not that I disappoint my father. It's that my dad has hurt me multiple times. <laughs> And my I mom. feel like I feel like you're projecting a lot of yourself onto me, Hiram. Um, <laughs> my my life and your life not similar at all. No, no. So that happens, yeah. and then they have they have a heartfelt conversation yeah. that I hate. Reggie goes to Reggie's dad. He's like, <laughs> it's Reggie's he's dad. like, Dad, why aren't you home? And his dad's like, Listen, we only have this set. We don't have a set for our house. We have a set for the store, so we're at the store. Uh, and he apologizes for everything. And he's ashamed. He's never done by right by Reggie. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> Obviously. Reggie's dad's son, who is Reggie, asks uh, asks his dad to give him some respect and listen to his good big ideas. And then they hug. And I don't like it. I don't like it either. I wish it was his mom. I wish that his dad like had passed away or something. And then he maybe he had a relationship with his mom that was like, you never protected me from dad yeah, or something. And where and is they... his mom now? Is she dead? Right. What's going on? Right. Right. Exactly. And I feel like Kevin's they could have mom? done something. <laughs> well, Kevin wasn't in this episode. So. That's right. No Kevin um, in this episode. I feel like that's a bridge to cross at a different time. A lot of people got the off for this one. That must have been nice production wise. Yeah. For the, for the cast. The crew, the crew works either way. I have some questions about that, but we can get into that in Rumor Mill. Well, we're almost done. We have the most ridiculous scene in all of Riverdale, which I know is a big thing to say, but that that Hiram goes through emotional uh, hurdles while watching his ex-wife on The Real Housewives of New York City. (laughs) It's kind of like I've never seen this before on TV. That's true. We have not. And he... He's enjoying the show, and Hermione's banter talking to Veronica on the show when she brings up Hiram, which is what an incredible thing of like she's talking behind my back, but it's on national television. She well, says, and also, sorry, continue. there you go. No, no, you. Talk. I was just saying, my favorite thing is like her shit talking Hiram, and then Veronica's like, "Remember when he was sick? Was he sick?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that was the that's question them, that I've had. That's them calling it out, too. You know that's the show being like, wouldn't it be funny oh, yeah. if that's all we explained about it? Is just asking stuff? Right, like, what? what? Right. When did that happen? So, I wrote an article about that kind of recently. Like, wait, what? We like, have, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're doing something. Happen? There's something similar with NCIS where the character of Nickus, the character of Nickus himself. Right, right. Has Mr. built Nickus. Uh, two boats by hand in his basement. And multiple okay. characters have now been like, how do you get it? Out of the basement. They still haven't Wait, explained how? how to get it out of the basement. Like, literally, how? Are, how? Yeah, right, how? Uh, and I always joke, be like, oh, we should just, like, have the floor open up and there's a secret waterway underneath this house. Perfect. <laughs> like Amazing. James Bond, he gets out of there. Right, exactly. Yeah, mm-hmm. that sounds like the ideal situation, for sure. Uh, Hiram, or Hermione says Hiram will, will never be satisfied with what he has. He will never be happy. He should have retired. Uh, Hiram turns the TV off before they can find out if he was ever sick. And the phone <laughs> And turns out it was Hermosa who found Vito. And she's wiped any trace of Hiram murdering him. And, you know, it's nice that at least somebody loves Hiram. It's a little sad because she clearly does love him. And yet he didn't even mention her in her backstory. No. He's like, once no. I get that palladium, I get my family back. And she's like, I'm literally right here. And he's like, <laughs> I am. I am the family? Okay. And that, that's the end of the episode. Wow. I, that was a great episode. It I really good, loved it. It was good, and it moved, and, you know, it was even quick to describe. 
Yeah. Well, I figured one thing would be a little quicker than. Yeah, it was you know, all multiple. one thing, and one thing that made sense, and the scenes went in an order where I was like, I understand why everything is happening. So there's not a lot to, like, complain about. <laughs> this is a really no. solid episode of the show, and I wish they were more singularly focused like this. Yeah, I mean, obviously you can't do this episode, this kind of an episode, like, every third episode or whatever, but I wish that there was, like, maybe, like, four or five of them a season. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, because they're long seasons. You know, they could do it. Big episode for Reggie big episode for Hiram that really again solved a lot of my problems with him because now I totally, totally see what he's where he's coming from what he wants what he's about yeah it's also like not very mysterious anymore which I think is good because uh, we so already have mystery. like same it's like I mean I'm I'm I like the Mothman stuff and I like the trucker stuff oh, I didn't right. also I that's not even well, part of this no, and it's like, I don't want to have to have, like, a third thing unless it's all going to be involved with the same. I do think that there is a possibility that the Mothman stuff could still tie into Hiram because now we know his dad is involved with the mines. Mm-hmm. So maybe there's something there. It could also just be, like, yeah, there were mines, okay? Like, <laughs> the mines didn't come out of nowhere. There were always mines. Shut up. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, but yeah. Like, you know, maybe Javi's like accident in the mines would have something to do some connection to the mothman yeah it feels like a little it feels like a little weird that that's because we finally we met the palladium miners and yet we got the mothman but we didn't really get this connection so i think there could be some mystery there when you thought it was plutonium it made a bit more sense that it could have messed with people's heads in some way to make them think there were mothmen Right, right. Why did I think it was plutonium? I don't <laughs> you know. Didn't think plutonium was real. I I didn't think plutonium was real either, but <laughs> you know, I googled it. Yeah. So yeah, okay, so hey, I guess give me give me the give me the citizen of the week. Um, I think obviously it's Citizen Lodge. It's citizen Lodge, yeah. 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 That's I'm, okay, but like, is that Hiram or is that Javier? Ooh, I mean, they mean they mean Hiram. Yeah, but I think Javier I, is my citizen of the week. Right, I guess you're right. I mean, technically, yes. I thought I was just being cute by being like, oh, you know, literally, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, Hiram is still a bad man. But we but can I'm also go into the, like, who aged like fine wine, and it ha- it unfortunately has to be higher. <laughs> right, of course, it's pretty much always Hiram. Yeah, you want to get in that rumor mill? Yeah, so this is actually, I mean, we already touched upon the Mothman stuff, but I, I'm i noticing less Cole Sprouse. And I think that's really interesting because there have been some, there's been some talk about maybe he's not in, he wasn't like seen in like the finale. Are you still, photo. listen, Caitlin, Caitlin, you've been thinking Cole Sprouse is going to die for four seasons now. Well, I kind of am wondering. So the, the reason I'm saying this is because I believe everyone's contracts are only through season five or season six. Um, And we know that there's going to be like a four episode event in episode in season six or something or a five episode event. Yeah. So there's going to be basically there's going to be this, the rest of this season, which I believe is seven more episodes after this one. Then there's going to be a bit of a break, maybe like four weeks and then there's going to be like a short five episode, quote unquote, Riverdale event, which is like season, the beginning of season six. And so I'm wondering if maybe. Well, then they've already, they've already done contracts for that, right? 
I guess so. Yeah. I don't really know. I If it's season five, then I'm like, somebody could leave the show. I'm just kind of surprised that none of the main characters, save for like Skeet Ulrich, have like left the show yet mm. when all of them are you know, they're pretty famous. I mean, Lily Brian Hart has, like, a production yeah. company no and is like, doing a million things. No one has, like, massive movie stardom success, though. Not, not like uh, Chris Pratt yeah. in leaving Parks and Rec to do Guardians or something like that for even, like, a short period of time. Yeah, I guess that's true. I mean, I, I also, though, think that probably the reason is because they're on this show. So while you can have a movie, you know, you can do a movie here and there, yeah, you can do one during the summer break. Yeah, break. it might. Right, so. Right, right. I mean, KJ has a kid. What? Now. You knew that. No, I, I didn't. Do that. No, yeah, he you has a told baby. me. You told me the guy from Katie Keen had five kids. Right, right. Other people can have kids too. Yeah, no. you didn't know that. <laughs> Wait, KJ, how many people have kids? Just KJ. KJ just had a baby. Wow. KJ. Archie, yeah. Good for, good for good for him. I know. It's wild, though, right? Yeah. Like, he's a father. Mm. I know that he's not that young or anything, but it's just wild because mm. it's like, wow, Archie, good for you. I hope he teaches his kid about um, Channing Tatum. Of course. Legend. He's a legend. 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 <laughs> I, can't, I can't do the accent. Legend. But <laughs> we we love it. But, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm just surprised. I will be surprised if not a single one of the Riverdale cast just, like, Leaves? I think we might be losing someone. Yeah, I. I you think suspect. it's cold because we always think it's cold. I think and it been might be cold. It's cold. Cole died at the end of season two and in season four. So honestly, yeah, if he done. dies at this point, I'm not going to feel a single thing. I don't know if he'll die, but I would not be surprised if he went off and did something like. I just figured out my trauma and now I have to go do a book tour or something like that. <laughs> and I have to leave for Hill. And I'll be back, maybe. I mean, it does happen. You know, like Chad Michael Murray, you know, he left One Tree Hill after four right. or and five seasons. And then he seasons. came back on Riverdale, so. Right, exactly. Exactly. I'm surprised they're not going to reboot, like, One Tree Hill anytime soon. They're rebooting everything they? else. What's, what is, come on. I just do news things. Are you kidding me? It, well, I'm not saying, oh, they definitely should, but it, like, lasted for, like, 14 seasons or something. That's, t- no way. I don't believe that. Google it. Google it. All right. I will. I'm going to do that right now. I, I actually say 12. I'm going to say 12. Nine seasons. Okay. That's still a lot, though. Yeah. Yes. It is, it is a, a lot of seasons, but. Come on, it wasn't double digits. Fine, fine. This isn't Nickus. Right, right. Season, what season is it? 19. 19, wow. That's a lot. And That's it's a, a spinoff. That's still crazy. That's pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. Do you have Here, any rumors? I do. Here's or... the thing I'm thinking about. Do you think there's actually palladium under the blossom uh, trees, on the blossom uh, groves? Um... Yes, I do. Because I think that's just easier if it is, if it really is there. I'm more interested to see what Hiram does when he's got nothing, you know? If, oh, if, like if it's just like, yeah. oh, no, you don't get, there's no palladium. It was a wild goose chase. Why did you believe one businessman uh, decades ago? Well, I guess my question, I, I, I think that Hiram believes there is palladium. I don't know if there actually is. 
But I think he's not lying. Like, I don't think it's like a hat on a hat on a hat in the sense that I don't think he's like, it's not actually palladium I'm after. It's something else. Oh, no, I think it's really palladium. I just want him to fail. Right. I guess. I think he should fail and there shouldn't be any palladium. Yeah, I think that's very fair. I think that's a really, yeah, I think that it's. he does. I think that's a very real possibility, but I definitely think that he thinks there is and that he was informed about it and that that's not like a lie or a, or a double trick or something like that. What else is there to... Hmm, I mean, we didn't really move the plot forward at all. No, not a lot of needles. I think Reggie's going to be good now for the most part. Yeah. I think he's going to pretty quickly slip back in with everybody else and do hero stuff. Yeah, that makes sense. Be fine. Though and it's going like, to be... We'll talk about his dad again. <laughs> right, right. It's like, no, my of dad's fine not. now. We hugged once, okay. so it's good. Okay, uh, as long as you're safe. <laughs> Blink once, Reggie. Very uncomfortable with that dynamic, but okay. Totally fine. Not a lot of rumor mill stuff. No, no. Ugh. But I love this episode. I hope everybody else liked it, too. I didn't see any uh, specific... CW seed commercials. So oh. I'm just going to pick something to uh, uh, spotlight. Okay. Okay. Have you heard of the show Forever? Yes. It's on the CW where they, uh, it's on CW seed, or but it was on like Fox. Yeah, it was. It's where it he... was either a CBS or a Fox show starring uh, uh, that Mr. Fantastic, who is, I think, Irish or something. His real name is like, Ian Grufford, but it's like spelled like I O I N or something like that, or I O A N. He's good. Yeah, yeah. and he plays he, he plays a coroner a coroner who can't die, and every time he does die, he like resurrects in the East River of New York City. I love that. It's just like a little like quirky thing. I haven't seen it though. Yeah, I will say, is it good? I think that's a funny pilot thing of him like popping up naked in the river, but then I think very quickly that show would run out of fun things to do with that and have to keep being right. Like, oh, great. Now I have to figure out how he gets from naked in the East River back to his apartment. <laughs> right. Every time. Exactly. I mean, it's it's a great premise of somebody oh, can't and die and crimes, they right? want to. I think so. I think, I think that seems right. It's pretty standard. Yeah. Yeah. Though it's also sort of like, I see why those shows are appealing, but also why they don't last. Yeah. You know, it's like, it. it's not that that's a bad premise. It's just, it feels like a premise that doesn't have a lot of legs. That feels like a movie. After the first, you know? Yeah. After the first 10 episodes, it's sort of like, okay, what right. story are you telling now? Unless there's, and you know, I haven't really watched the show. I can't talk a lot about it. I can just talk about the basic premise, which is all CWC commercials ever outlined. Right, of course. So I don't know if there's, like, lore to the death thing, or if he wants to die, or if he likes being immortal, or any of that stuff. Yeah. Well, maybe we'll watch it. Maybe we'll find out. Yeah. We'll see. No, you know, not a lot of shows about immortals these days. No. uh, What was the last one? Hmm. Yeah, not a lot of shows about immortals. Like, you know, you got your vampire diaries and legacies and 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 your originals. Yeah, that's we a different a kind of immortal. As our immortals, because they can live forever, but it's, but at a cost. Well, they can live forever, but they don't live forever. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Right. Like, right. If your main character cannot die, where is the drama? 
Yeah, where's the stakes? Though I actually think one of the things that they do on Vampire Diaries sometimes is because they can't die, the stakes are actually like being entombed somewhere forever. That's scary. And that is, yeah. that's scary. Yeah, that's ha- that happened to a few people. You gotta, you gotta sleep until your best friend dies and then you can wake up. Right, right. And then she'll wake up with a horrible wig on. <laughs> that, was, that was the Vampire Diaries. Amazing. So what are you watching now? Um, You go first. Let me think. Okay. What am I watching now? So I'm watching season two of Outer Banks. I am enjoying it thoroughly. It is, for those who don't know, it's sort of like Goonies meets the OC. It's like a treasure hunt show, but like sexy teens um, doing like, you know, fun summer things. Sexy teens who are all in their, you know, mid to late 20s. So it's not weird that I said that. Um, But yeah, it's really fun. I had a big theory about the first season that is finally panning out in the second season. And I kind of wish they condensed the seasons a little bit more so that we would have gotten the whole picture. Um, Because I I really did not like how the first season ended. I'm really enjoying this season, though. And I think that it's uh, fleshing out a lot of things that I had questions about. It's very fun. Okay. Uh, I am watching Ted Lasso. Oh, yeah. That last you love it? Show, uh, my roommate Cosmo and I started watching in season one as it was airing. And we're like, this is great. This is beautiful. And then in the break between seasons, our other roommates got into it. And now I'm really desperate to get us all to like watch it together as a family, which is difficult. Oh. So wait to see Ted Lasso with the group. <gasps> right. And it's like, it's right. the only show we've all ever watched together. Uh, well, you have so many. <laughs> was really, really delightful. So there was, um, you know, Go Get 'em Tiger, which was by Earl Departments. Go Get 'em Tiger, the thing that Mary Jane says to Spider Man all the time. No, it's it's the coffee shop. Are you sure? Are you sure my thing didn't cause your thing? Uh, it, maybe, but I think that's just kind of a colloquial saying. I don't think it's. I don't know, necess- man. I I think it. I I think it's more common than you think. She, but she maybe it owns that phrase. She might be, you might be right, but anyway. Face It Tiger is like pretty iconic as like a Mary Jane quote. Yeah, it's like, go get him, Tiger. Yeah, same thing. Yeah, different. Anyway, they were giving out cookies um, or biscuits, Ted Lasso biscuits Mm. for free with like every coffee order. And oh my God, everybody was, it was packed. Mm -hmm. I was like, what is this? And everybody was there. Yeah, it was really it was really cute, but I was like, oh my god, it's like a lot happening. So <laughs> it was it was fun, yeah, but yeah. Neat. Ted Lasso, I've heard nice things about. You I've only watched, watched the first episode. Oh my god, I would... I watched the first episode. I did like it, but I don't think it's like. I mean, maybe I'll watch it down the line, Listen, but it hasn't gripped you, me. If you think you're going to be dealing with a lot of sports, you're wrong. Oh, I don't know. I mean, I love Jason Sudeikis. I think he's great and so sweet in that. But um, it also kind of his divorce made me sad. Like, oh, not Jason Sudeikis's, something... but um, in the show, yeah, in the first episode. Yeah, happen sometimes, you know? I know, but it was like, oh, I thought we were going to have fun here. Get... You do. Are you kidding me? Oh, my God. You people. I will watch it. I, I'll keep watching I'm it. I'm to get frustrated with uh audience members who want nothing bad to ever happen to their characters that they like because then to it's be like fair, John, oh, so you just want nothing to ever happen on this show 
John, have I ever said though that I no, want nothing you're, bad you're, to happen? You usually wish for <laughs> perfect murders, and then right, 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 exactly, exactly. So, but maybe I'll give Ted Lasso a shot. I think I think you'd be really into it. Yeah, everybody else is. I need to check out the morning show. I started White Lotus also. That one's kind of fun. Oh. That's fun. I finished White Lotus. Yeah, I liked I, it a lot. I really enjoyed the moment where Alexander Daddario is talking to the two teen girls and like she's giving yeah. them everything and then they give her nothing. And then she, she I, undresses and they're like, holy shit. And I'm also like, holy shit. Well, it's so funny because that that scene, she's like our age, Alexandra. Yeah. Alexandria? Yeah. She And the girls are like 17. And that's exactly how I feel when I talk to teenagers. I'm like, I'm nervous around you and I'm not sure why. Right. Why do and I, I want your approval? <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. And like if like Sydney Sweeting, oh God, Sweeney is so funny. The <laughs> oh, the worst. But I but I love the show. I thought it was great. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was really good. It was different than what I thought it would be. And uh, it was fun. Yeah. It was really fun. But yeah. Hey, um, where can they find you? Okay, well, you can find me on Twitter. I'm at Riley Tweets, R-E-I-L-L-Y Tweets. And you can also find our podcast on Instagram at the Riverdale Register Podcast. And also, if you guys uh, want to be so inclined, you can also find me on a different podcast, uh, Scaredy Chat, which I co-host with Monica Suryagi, who is also great. Um, great. yeah, she's great. I'm not saying that I'm great. I'm saying John is also great. So I just wanted to clarify that I'm not. I'll say it. Caitlin's you know. great. Thank you, John. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, John, where can they find you? You can find me on my blog, Catch from the Rye. Caitlin, guess how, guess how I spell Rye? R-Y-E. <laughs> no. No. No, but... it's, it's W-R-Y. But that's not how the book is spelled. <laughs> I know, I... It's a play on words, you see. A pun of some kind. I, I don't get it. Oh. Okay, but you, yeah, it's, no, you live your life, right, but, right, you know. Right. Amazing. Cool. And, and is that all they can find you on, that's, John? That's all you can find me on there. Cool. Mystery. I love it. Uh, yeah, next week we're talking about Riverdale again. Wait, that's kind of what we do. Next week? Every week. Are we? Every question, week. Are, are you going to be back next week? I honestly, well, I'd be very excited about that. So I think we're going to have to wait to see what the hurricane situation is. I will keep you updated. I'm like staring out at the sea right now. So if I get back on Monday, yes. But if I have to get back, you know, because I can't fly out on I can't fly out on Tuesday because I have like a virtual meeting that I have to go to and the flights are like right in the middle of that. And then I can't fly back. I guess I could fly back on Wednesday, but then I'm working. So I'm like, fuck, like, when am I going to get home? Because <laughs> Monday I'm off. So anyway, you guys don't need to hear that. But yeah, so potentially in person, tentatively online. It's terrible. It's, you're, it's so bad, though. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's, it's almost comical. Hope so, for the best. <laughs> I expect the worst. Prepare for the worst. I... <laughs> I will uh, I will talk to you later, though, John. Have fun writing and enjoy your desert trip. Hey, thanks. Uh, I hope you survive your hurricane. Me too. Me too. Over and out, River Vixens. <laughs>